BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. LB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Welcome to Total Wine and More. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. You'll love this Cabernet with your burgers. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, B21. Hi there, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to Guy Largo. What was that? Got to start out with the sound effects. We're talking about, I was saying how beautiful the moon is. and The you- moon. Beautiful. <laughs> the sun. Even more beautiful. Boom, boom. Chica, chica. Boom, boom. Yeah, we're just in a yeah. weird mood, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was very cool. I, I got it when you started doing that. We're all going to be a little strange. Rarely today. some people just stare and stare at people when you start doing that stuff and say, oh, what the fuck are they talking about? Hey, you know what I told Jim right when I got yeah. home? What? Was that I had a realization today. That usually when I drive past the dirty store on my way home, yeah. you know where the walking jacker was headed to that day? Yeah. The hijacker. Yeah, the hijacker. Um, usually there's just nobody ever there. And this, this last week, and it's getting so dark so early, I'm leaving work, it's pitch black outside, and look, that parking lot's full. It's a seasonal business. It, yeah. it, it's, it's that Anonymity it's dark and out. darkness. It it's is. dark out. Listen, they, yeah. I don't no. think I don't think there's a lot of people down here. Ones that go there, they Look, go small there. Small town mentality. And they want, I and saw they your want, car. I saw your and car. And they there. want. They well, Jesus. And they if, all park If you're shy back. about it, if you're if you go to the store at all, you're not shy about it because you can get all that stuff sent to your house. Yeah, the, uh, the person. I mean, they had Adam and Eve, right? I don't know. There's an uh, online thing. I think it's called Adam and Eve or something like that. You can get all of your. Everything. You get Intimate everything you want. Online. This is true. Yeah. So if you're going to a store, it doesn't really matter whether it's daylight or not. I think it's just that maybe people get, maybe they get intimate earlier and say, hey, I need some of that. Um, I needed some lube. Ointment. Lube. I needed some lube needed at my, 5.30 p.m. I need, uh, <laughs> I need to replace my jackrabbit. Well, you know what I saw was <laughs> you know that the, the person, these people had parked... Uh-huh. Way back on the back yeah. part of the of the lot, so like not very not visible on US one. Yeah, but of course I take the back roads home because I'm a four blocks away from. If home. it was a big deal, if it was a big deal, and if they the owner started was a big deal, they could just put on one side. They could put uh, you know have a parking lot in the back and come up from the back, and they can have a barrier all the way around walking in there. You know how they have, um, you know, in the big city, a lot of those places have like. Don't have front windows and things, and they don't do the front windows because they don't want people looking in. 
is it used to be they didn't want the front windows because people didn't want to see them browsing. You know, they didn't want to see right. people on the outside watching browsing. Well, so, you got the one well, in Homestead that they put a a ten foot hedge around the parking lot oh, out front, so you, you can park and nobody can see relative it. anonymity. Well, what I was saying was that the, this particular vehicle that I saw park and then a female get out of yes, the yes. car, um, a, a salt and pepper female with very short, short hair. Oh, really? And she had a bag in her hand like she was going to return something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's oh, disgusting. Oh. My imagination just went oh, crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> that's it. So I just had to tell you what I saw. God. Well, <laughs> this leather whip and chain outfit is the wrong size. You know, the keys, the keys. I, I think the bar is um, rather high for people to become embarrassed. You know, the ones that... People are going there, going there anyway, and that's kind of an impulse buy, I guess. It was a brown bag because you don't want to. Re- we said that. <laughs> know, we said about the object impulse. of returning something. You. Mm, she was returning. Something. I don't know if it's impulse. You know, when I run out of well, maybe olive she's oil, checking. Maybe she's uh, getting a replacement part. Maybe. Or a battery. A, well, a battery. You would. Yeah, well, I special mean, batteries. I don't. Oh, maybe know. they charging need, cable. She needed a little uh, hands-on training. <laughs> You know, when you said salt and pepper, was she like in her sixties? I would guess that. Really? And I would good for her. Yeah, that's I, good. For hey, her. I, uh, applause to that lady. Good I can her. imagine you don't see super sexy people walking in a place, right? Oh, you know who it was too. Yes. Okay, don't say it. I won't. That's all right. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It attracts all walks of life. Exactly. I wanted to, um, it's a over this Saturday, Papa Joe and I got up. Uh, we, what time did you get to the? Uh, uh, 5.45-ish. I was there at 5.15, setting up at the Key Largo Bridge Run. And um, we got there. Luke uh, Glenn showed up, and he dropped a bottle, put a bottle of wild turkey right in, in front of me. Not just any wild turkey. Wild Turkey 100. Bonded. 101. 101. Yeah. So we, you know, I, I always said I wouldn't really drink that early, but that's actually so early, it's kind of like being out the night before. So it's not like drinking it for breakfast. It's still dark out. Hey, I, you know, in it's reflection a, of that entire event, yeah. where, <laughs> where else do you have a half marathon and a four-mile walk-run yeah. where pretty much you're done by 8.30, 9 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you give all the running, walking participants tickets for their free beer. Oh, I, like think they do. I think they do that a lot. It's like Tough Mudder. They do that, they too. Do? Yeah. They do. I, I don't think it's unusual. Well, at a Tough Mudder, which is like one of those obstacle course yeah. kind of things, mm-hmm. those they get beer afterwards. Do they really? Yeah. Uh, what what was that insignia company? I got a. I'll post. I'm going to post it. Um, but the company that supplied all the metals and did the engraving, they charge for the engraving and charge for the metals. They have a. Uh, I guess. I guess they provided the metals, and then offered twenty for, um, whatever their organizers got charged for, and then they did the engraving on site, and they gave me a medal. I asked, I said, hey, since they were on the show, he said, you think you're going to engrave one for Keys Bartender podcast? And they said, yeah. 
So they brought it over and I took it and I, you know, I already had my bag in. I think I already had the bag in the car. I was about to put the bag in the car. Guy came walking over with the metal and I threw it over my neck and I'm walking around talking to people and I didn't real, I didn't look at it too much. I, not the metal. I looked at the metal because it was pretty cool. And people realize, I mean, tells you got first place and things like that. But, and on the, on the band, it said whether you were in the four mile or the half marathon. And I'm walking around and I'm talking to Gina Bellini. Uh, and she looks at me and she goes, she looks disgusted. She goes, you just ran a half marathon? <laughs> and I go, and she wasn't disgusted because I, I, she said, you're not even sweating. And I go, oh, oh, geez. I took it and I put the medal under my shirt then after that. I said, I didn't realize it said half marathon on my ribbon. And I'm walking around like that, like an asshole. Like one of those people uh, that put on a fake uniform on Veterans Day. You know, there's a lot of posers out there. Oh, pretending yeah. To be and then they veterans. try to get like free meals. Yeah, one, and- one guy, I saw one guy where he wore camo khaki pants with dress blues, a marine dress blues up top. And the medals were all on. I mean, they're, they're, you're, they're ribbons. Your ribbons are supposed to be lined up in a certain order and a distance over your, um, on, on one side, there's no, there's no, uh, wiggle room for that stuff. So these guys like Vietnam vets, when they came back and they turned into hippies, some of them, yeah. they wear their jackets and wearing headbands and stuff like that. But when you show up at a, um, like a VFW event and then throw together, Different parts of your uniform. Yeah. I'm like, uh, that screams of going to an RV Navy store or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, just, and, and grabbing that. Yeah. So that's what I felt like with the medal. I was walking around with that, with the half marathon, like a, a you jerk were the off. poser. Yeah. People go, why don't you run? I said, well, I have a certain reason. I have a reason why. I mean, here I am a fitness instructor and, um, I think it's great. People go and do these runs and they raise them. They raise, uh, money for good causes. And things like that. But um, I don't do it because I value my kneecaps, my, my joints, my yeah. so much. And running is, is pretty a, much yeah, high impact. A high impact. When you're, especially bigger guys, when you, when you do it, you're just getting all banged up. But we saw it. We were there. And I'm, um, what did it say? At 9 o'clock, I had four or five beers. And I was, 9 o'clock, I was done. Did you go home oh, and take a nap? Oh, I did. I did take a nap. <laughs> and I had, I had Saturday night off. It was great. Ah, nice. We had a good time. And uh, uh, we took Sky. Sky was going out. Her friends were moving. So we went south to, in the Tavernier to go out to one of the local places. I don't want to say what it was because I'll ask them. Well, it was Dylan's. We're in Dylan's. Okay, yeah, Dylan's. I'm sitting at the bar with Abby. And this, uh, we you know two, uh, one of Sky's, one of her teachers from years ago when she was in preschool is there. And are you here with us, Jenna? (laughs) She's there with her husband and there's two seats between us and we're sitting there and this guy comes walking up and he's super fucking loud and just blabbing. And I'm thinking it's Saturday and it's like, he goes, I want three seats right here. And I'm like, well, you don't, there's nobody, we don't have anybody left. And the other people on the right, they don't have another seat next to them. There's two people to, you know, it's just filled out. And I said, there's only two seats because I need three seats. And I'm like, Fuck. And he's loud. I'm not even going to try to do his voice. 
fucking loud. And I just turn around and look at him. And um, I just look at Abby and say, how old do you think that guy is? And she goes, uh, he's like 65. And I said, oh, shit. I was hoping he was like in his 50s. Yeah. Right? So if I had to smack the shit out of him, it wouldn't be abuse of the elderly. <laughs> right? It's 65, 65 I think. 65, yeah. 65, and he, she said, he looks like he's 65. I was, I was, but the guy's there, and he's, he's real loud, and I said, fuck, am I intolerant? No, why didn't you just say, well, there's three seats over there, grab a table. No, I was ready to get up and leave, and the people on our right moved next to us. So they didn't have to, because um, I kept on looking at the guy. I guess they realized I'm, I wasn't going to smack him or anything. I just wasn't going to put up with it right. on my day off. Because every so often, um, I, don't, I don't think I get it too much in my place. There are a couple louder people. Yeah. There are a couple louder people. I know people. I put a hex and on I, one of them last time I was there. Really? Is it, was yeah. it a woman? He was a green shirt guy. He shut up too after I did it. But then another old guy came in after the loud guy green got quiet. Green shirt guy. Green shirt guy. I've never seen him before. But I'm, then again, I'm not out at night a whole lot. Like uh-huh. I would see the lunch goers before I would see the after hours peeps. But we had um, it. Yeah. The, he was just epically loud. That when, was that day when I was sitting in the yeah. table and you kept, come over here. I said, too loud over there. So it was that guy that was so loud. And then I sat there and stared at the back through his skull. Like, well, Damon got waited. a treat last night. Oh. We visited, by the way, for Martini Mondays. Yes. Yes, yes, yes I did notice that. And, and I broke it. my rule. I actually drank. Yep, I saw that. You had a couple martinis. I had a couple martinis. I had my favorite of the two that I had. Which was your favorite? The espresso martini. Ah, uh, you okay. know, I The cherry was lot. awesome. Dangerous because... <laughs> because it does not taste boy, like... Yeah. Boy, howdy. But the espresso was wonderful. Yeah, espresso and uh, chocolate, I hear, are most of the faves. And then... Uh, Peach lychee is it? Lychee peach, lychee pear, lychee pear. Yeah, Damon, yeah, I guess we Damon loved that one. But he he got uh, a a a couple from Europe sat next to him, um, and they were uh, they were from France. Yes, and um, the French people stayed late. It took about uh, it took about a minute for the screwed on look to appear on Damon's face, and he just started wafting his underarm. And I went, oh. And then I noticed these this couple. And they hadn't said a word they were a yet. S- yeah, they just sat down. Dinky. You know, they were speaking English. Uh-huh. But I I I, I said, uh Francais. And Damon went, Yes. And when I said Francais, they heard it. <gasps> I, oh, I said, vous Francais. And they heard it, and the guy just stared at me, but not like threatening, like just Are you shoots. someone I can talk to? Right, yeah. yes. And so I just did my best to avoid all eye contact. <laughs> I didn't greet him with that. But I holy know. cow, Damon was being tortured. That's why he came and he stood <laughs> He stood behind us. And they were stinky. Oh, evidently. Stinky, stinky. They're not all like No, bad. but they no, like Europeans the smell have of their this thing brand. about uh, underarm. They don't like it. They think yeah. it causes cancer. Well, you know. The white stuff, right? The stuff with the aluminum Yeah, outside. they, they yeah. stay away. They like all natural. Ooh, not sure. Yeah. <laughs> There was a bit on Portlandia about that oh, mother-son um, uh, uh, sanitary products. It was mother-son. All natural. And the, the woman, Carrie Lowe, goes, you just take a stick of it and you go, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> and then you put it on the other side. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 
and the, and the Fred Armisen goes, and it never works, you know, and something like that, and you throw it away, <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, there's, um, I know, that's that thing you hey, listen. worry about cancer. I mean, Howard Stern said that, I think, years ago. There, someone started mentioning that about 20 years ago, about the, the antiperspirant. Deodorant is different. Yes. That's just supposed to make your armpits smell nice. But yeah. antiperspirant is supposed to prevent the sweating that causes sweating. the bacteria that develops right. under Well, it has aluminum sulfate in it, and that's Europeans, I believe, have banned it. Yeah. Uh, we that still use it. I don't use it. I use the uh, natural deodorant. I don't use, I use, no, you use anything the with ammonia. Arm and Hammer one. Arm and Hammer has yeah. no ammonia sulfate in it. Well, all the gels don't have them either. Aluminum sulfate. Did I say ammonia sulfate? None of the, yeah, none yeah. Of the gels no, do. do burning arm. Do the gels? Do the gels They're have They're gels, it? yeah. That have aluminum sulfate? I'm sure there are. I thought that was the one that uh, only in powder. No. The one that, no? No. Well, fuck, man. I've been under uh, a misunderstanding well, about my view. you have to read the labels. No, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm just going to play it out the way <laughs> goes right there because there's nothing you can do about it i had a friend uh, i i know some people that uh, have they think personal hygiene is is optional when yeah. it comes when you're in the public when you work in the public it's not no of course not it's not if you're a mountain man you're one of those people in alaska you know survivor people and stuff like that you don't you don't have to be you know if you're a construction worker you know you're you're just out there you could do whatever you want but you have a responsibility. That's why restaurants and most companies have say you can't, you can't have too much. You should have, uh, you know, you should have a, a modicum of care for your hygiene, but not too much. And then the opposite is putting too much cologne on and stuff like that. You know, you ever get these people they fucking bathe in it? Yeah, they yeah, just that's take horrible. A just comes in crap. There's, I, I have a affiliate through work that um, is kind of known as being stinky. And that poor guy tries. Like, he uses oh, everything people. he can. And some people just, no matter what they do, they're just going to stink. And he's just a stinky dude. Did he? Well, we, you know, a possibility if you change your diet. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, some people, some people sweat profusely, that condition that causes yep. profuse perspiration. I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a big sweater, but... If you bathe pretty regularly, you're not gonna you're not gonna stink this up. Listen, when I was on the person. job, you had to have your fingernails had to be yep. done. You, I mean, you couldn't show up just like you can't. You can't yep. show up with greasy fingernails. No, nope. um, you know you had to be clean shaven. Yep. your hair had to be cut to a certain spec. Uh, even tattoos were regulated when tattoos became more prevalent. Yeah, uh, you had to be. You couldn't be offensive. Your uniform couldn't be dirty. Uh-huh. I mean it. Maintaining a certain amount of hygiene is is imperative when you're dealing with the public on any level. Yep. Well, I guess if you're undercover, you know you you. No, may, then you go for the stinky. You go for stinky, yeah. Yeah. If you're playing someone, so I don't know what to uh, tell people out there, but you know, there's it's like uh, we mentioned in a previous uh, podcast about uh, a, um, a a Supreme Court judge who. Um, said something about porn. He says, I can't tell you what porn is, but um, you show it to me. I can tell you if it's, it's pornography or something like that. I'm trying to phrase. It's hard 
do this when there's a conversation going on next to me. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> you got you know? sidetracked. I got sidetracked when someone oh, was talking next to me. Sorry, well, my husband I, just I, got home. I know. I understand. And he, I know, he, I get, um, some of us are fortunate enough to be able to drive your boat to work. So he drove the yeah. boat to work today and just came home via boat. And then, you know, we just yeah. had to have a... You know, Hi, Tyler. Yeah. Hi, Tyler. Okay. So we were talking about hygiene. Yes. And it's what uh, one of the Supreme Court judges said about porn. He says, I can't describe what it is. But if you show me, I can tell you if it's pornography. Now... With uh, personal hygiene, you could say keep yourself. They have a general terminology for it. You know, we it is shaky. There's no is there is there a level you can't say. Well, it's subjective. I mean, you could tell someone it it is objective. You go and say, listen, this one person may have not bathed in two days, and they may fine. This person could have bathed in the morning and stink. Well, I know if I'm out drinking the night before heavily when I was younger, I used to be. Uh, I used to reek the next day, no matter what I did. I used to reek. It was horrible. You ever have that? Where you just ingest so much chemicals and stuff like that really? from drinking too much? I No, I, but, you know, I'm not a hard liquor drinker, really. Yeah. I'm more like a well, light you, beer Tyler? kind of girl. But You know when you drink a lot? There's nights where I come home and the next morning I'm still like... Even if you bathe? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He'll smell like booze. Yeah, so it comes out your pores. You know, you have all that stuff in your system. It takes a day to get out. I did it the night before I had jury duty because normally I I didn't have to get down there until nine. And I I mentioned it before. And I'm I'm sitting there. I am shaking, sweating. My stomach's rumbling and all this stuff. And I go, wow, I know I was not uh, a pleasure to sit in the jury box. That day. I mean, it's just like any of the people are looking at me during questioning. They're not looking at the defendant. They're looking at the guy, uh, juror number four. <laughs> Who's recovering. <laughs> Who's recovering. <laughs> and the one I was sequestered, we went out. We, they had, um, they, uh, we were sequestered on a murder trial. And it happened on a Friday. And everyone's going, Friday, and they're angry. And so what they did is got manager to let us into a cocktail party. And all we could... Only all have one drink. Like, <laughs> what a stupid idea this was. There's a reason why people. Have you seen the movie? Uh, what was that movie with John Cusack? Where um, the juror, no, or something like that. No, nope. Gene Hackman. Where they flip Rachel Weiss and they flip the jury around, and he goes, he sneaks onto the jury and stuff like that, and they get someone drunk or give her booze during the thing, but. It's the first night of sequester. They take us into a cocktail party, one drink, and there's uh, twelve people and two alternates. I don't know if the two alternates were no. They let them go. They let the two alternates go, and so we're uh, in the party, and five of the people don't drink, right? And who do they get their t- drink tickets to? You, me, <laughs> the foreman. So I had five gimlets. I actually maybe had seven because I tipped the guy like twenty bucks. The, it was kind of like an open bar thing, so I gave him twenty bucks, and he gave me. I so it was like I was lit, and we were supposed to. Um, we were supposed to uh, sit in a uh, in a conference room an hour after that and deliberate. Oh which, boy! Yeah, that must have been fun. Oh, it was fun. I was lit. 
I was lit. We didn't make the decision then, though. No. I made so many arguments there, and then the next time, <laughs> the guy should be out of jail. He could be. He should be out of jail for eight, ten years. So, but the guy was guilty. Was it? Wasn't one. He, he, I, we knew he was guilty at the end of it. Just as there was two people holding out, because two of them thought he should, was first degree uh, murder, but that wasn't on the charging sheet. So they weren't going to charge him with the one they had because they thought he was more serious. They said, go with the maximum they have, which is manslaughter. It was a gunfight. Okay. There were two guns. So go, go with the maximum. And that did not go guilty because the higher charge wasn't present on the sheet. I said, that then the only alternative you're going to go is not guilty. If you don't, because there's not, there's not an option. In other words, option. you had two jurors that said, no, he should be charged with murder. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm not playing this game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wonderful. I said, well, you're not playing this game. The, um, who, you know who's playing this game? The <laughs> district attorney yeah. who gave, who's, who set up those charges. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the state attorney makes, makes their case based upon. The totality of what's in front of them. Yeah. And if they was, thought that was, the manslaughter was the better win than going for what they felt he may have done, which was first degree, but there wasn't as much supportive evidence to convince a jury, yeah. then a state attorney yeah. does the right thing and goes with a lesser And, and actually, I don't know how they got on the jury because the one of the people said, well, I think he should get the death penalty. I said, first of all. We're not here for that. I said, <laughs> it's not a capital. He wasn't charged with a capital offense. And. That's they said in the beginning. They said in the beginning of the trial. So you should have recused yourself and they should have had another, you know, they could have had the alternate come right. on there. If you couldn't, you can't find it. Not because you think they're guilty. Because, and they said, no, the judge says that's not a good, re- good enough reason to say. And there was, you that's, know, because they. That's your job as a foreman to bring them around. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. I had to bring them back down. I'm not convinced. It wasn't like 12 angry men. Right. It was like. Six angry women and men and four lunatics, regular people, <laughs> and two assholes, <laughs> two, and two ignorant assholes, the two ignorant assholes that were wanted them to get the death penalty. Okay, well, listen, we're 25 minutes into it. We should take a break. Okay? Break time. Come right back. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys to learn all the secrets, tips, and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other. Visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com. Hey, we're back. We're back. Oh, absolutely. Where are we back from? We're we're back from the pee break. Okay. We're back uh, from outer space. And how's that song? We're back from outer space. I said, and this look upon your face, you should have. Okay, we're the same age, but where you come up with? I will survive. Oh, I will survive. Oh, I know what you're. Yeah. Oh, with that look God. upon your face, yep. you yeah. should have look upon something your face. turned that oh, stupid laugh. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, like a cat um, having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria Gaynor? No. Yeah, no, I think I, it is Gloria Gaynor. Oh, it is? Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're back. <laughs> well, 
we mentioned uh, Gloria, uh, and yes. we're, we're actually we're going to get to Papa Joe. Well, this was the daughter Gloria we're talking about was our on the listeners. road. And one of our biggest listeners is, of course, FG. She's not that big. Well, she's not that big. She's a little she's, woman. She, she is. I, she's I just little, had to defend you, Gloria. She's a little shit. Did, well, you know what? I can't call her shit. And she, she hasn't she's done, a little shit. She hasn't said anything to me that was offensive or I can even say call her <laughs> effing Gloria. Oh, give it time. Then, give it oh, time. Oh, yeah, because she's a fan? Just, oh, oh, just you're wait. Not. You'll call her oh, fucking speaking Gloria. speaking of fans, before we <laughs> get to Grandma. Gloria, I mean, that's what FG Gloria, stands we mentioned Grandma's awesome. Martini. Grandma's insane. Uh, Martini Mondays. You finally got to meet someone who was from out of the area. That girl. Oh, yes. The girl who is the city planner for one of the ones down here. Yep. And she's from Ohio. And um, she, um, you know, people come in and say, hey, remember me? And it takes me like, give me 15, <laughs> 20 seconds of talking and I'll get some of the clues and all that stuff. I said, you're the person that listened to us before we came down because there was no, I mean, you're going to get your information of the keys from us. <laughs> Oops. Right. Oh, that we actually put that in our rate sheet. We'll talk about on a second. Yeah. Um, okay. Second episode. Well, uh, uh, FG. But, so fucking grandma wants She to was on the road. She, and she's, she, well, she's she's been back for a while, but she listened to uh, I thought, she, I thought the, she was roaming around in her in her. Oh, mobile she was. Home. She was roaming around in her bus for a while, and then she went home. Then she roamed in her bus again. Then went put in, in storage because it's cold as fuck up there now. So you can't. You got to okay. Put you got to put it inside. Yeah. But she was listening to um, the episode titled uh, "Rule Number Seven the other day, and so she texted me out of nowhere and said, "What's rules number one through six? The one through six is." And I said, "I don't have one through seven. No cutoffs. One of them is yeah. Well, because these are rules for the yeah, pool. No by children the way. under twelve. Unaccompanied. Please do not go in the pool if you can't swim. Something yeah. like that. No diving. No, no diving. diving. No running. Yeah, I know. And that's why we call why rule number seven. If you're ill with diarrhea, don't. Which I think. That could be almost everybody's unspoken one. Yeah. If you're, if you're decapitated, no decapitated people, you know, no whatever. Decapitated people, yes. No decapitated people. It's kind of like the signs on like the Yamaha jet boats. No, yeah. No llamas. <clears throat> you know, exactly. please, please keep your vagina away from the nozzle. Okay. <laughs> and it says that on them. Each what? one. What? On what? On a Yamaha jet boat. There it is. It says vagina? Oh, yes. Not genitals? It does. It says vagina. Specifically, does, the female part. You don't specifically want a force keep, of water being blown yes, into your hoo hoo. Yes, because it's, they are a jet propulsion with a little nozzle that shoots water. One that's and, a person's asshole. Yeah, it. it well, it does say well, um, any of any bodily orifices. <laughs> I think, including vaginas and rectums, and something else. I don't remember. Now, that now would be we, like a really specific type. Now of we're gonna, We're going to start some when you shoot a, a freaky a, sex shit. Right. Yeah. We probably are. Hey man, I, I need to buy a jet boat. So jet boat, maybe they should shot. say that. I want to get a, Maybe that should be rule number PSI six. Shot up my ass. Please keep your <laughs> nose holes, your mouth, your butthole, and your vagina off of the uh, the the spray remember, pump. Remember, remember, uh, what's says, that called? The jet nozzle. The jet nozzle. HBO I mean, show. Yeah, ever see this? Um, Is it jet, the same thing? I don't know. That. Um, well, it's interesting. You said that there was a show on HBO called Six Feet Under. About yes, family undertaker. I remember that. And every episode was introduced by the someone's death. death. And it was the one of the, was that the one with the bottom of the pool grate? Oh, person got stuck? Uh, asshole got sucked out. 
I, oh, here it is. Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation, or a new kitchen, or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Straw streams of water from the jet nozzle can be dangerous and can result in serious injury when directed at bodily orifices, rectum and vagina. Yeah. Okay. So please keep your rectum and your vagina away from the jet pump. In the water behind the jet nozzle or when a passenger is climbing on. Oh, okay. So there were the one, so you said the one was a pool grate? I think That's that a, the one you might be talking about. No, well, no, I, I just remembered certain different. Was the pool. Th- different one. one. Uh, was it someone's? Oh, what? I do remember that one. Yeah. It was, no, the water jets. They got stuck in the bottom of the pool. Yeah. The drain. Got stuck in the drain. So it was, yeah, the 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 drain like. Oh shit! I would maybe no problem. Me ripping stuck in the drain. No, I had no problem. Was, well, I thought there was a. I, I thought there was a real scenario where somebody's butthole was basically stuck over that drain, and they got their intestines like sucked out of their ass. Ew. Mm. Oh well. Huh? There was one. I remember one lady. Uh, it was some like a bachelorette party, and they're in a in a limo. And she does the Ferris Bueller um, in the center of the um, limo. Did he do that in the center of the limo? Were you standing in the middle of it? No, that yeah. was uh, that was the the friend in the back of the uh, Ferrari. Okay, well, where no, he, it was one back of the limo. No, but in the in the one in the uh, six feet under, it's it's uh, the the opening. The woman standing in the middle of a limo and, and in the sunroof, moonroof, sunroof, I guess, um, moon, and yeah. uh, a low. Oh, street sign. Street sign took off the top of her head. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, I guess there... I guess, you know, I mean, would that be... It would kind of be hard to go to the um, file a civil suit. You know, he said, well, what did you do? And so, uh, you know, like on a hook. Like, do you have to put everything? You got a bucket. Everyone knows. What's the sign they show in a bucket? What's the image they have on the side of a bucket? A five-gallon bucket. Don't uh, put it over your head. Don't. Yeah. No, it's a, a baby. Yeah. It's like don't. It's a baby. Your, don't put your baby in the bucket. I mean, into it. Don't put your baby upside it, down in a bucket or your baby. Now, think about most things out there. If you have, if that bucket, if that baby makes it through life and dies going into a bucket, they were probably going to die anyway. Yeah, I was going to say the, the they reason were probably going to die. I hate to say, labels, it, and I don't mean to like light on. Don't make light of it and something. Yeah, because there was because a, somebody's done that. Someone's done it, and it's uh, what do they call that part? There's punitive. It's the punitive damages, and it uh, it reduces the punitive damages when you do it. It's like, it's like the McDonald's hot coffee one because right. they had, said they had to have uh, the coffee at 210 degrees. We did. Yeah, yeah. 210 degrees, and they said no. The punitive damages was for them to change their manual. To say no, maybe we'll keep it at 185. Yeah, you know, instead of 235 or something. Yeah, yeah, where it should have been. 
yeah, when you or something violate yeah. grossly the industry standard. Right? Yes, yes, and that, that's where punitive. But the bucket, the picture of the bucket on the side. That of just it, means that somebody had a bucket and it sat outside in the rain. How do they sell? Power and their kids? kid went outside. And, we, yeah. I mean, oh, we, no, so we were talking the other day yeah, with, with people. Warnings. People, what? They come with. Yeah, warnings. they have a lot of warning stickers on I, too. Um, you have like when you have a manual. What are you going to tell with someone about a bandsaw? What about the belt sander guy? Like there should be a sticker on the side of the belt sander that says, "Please right. don't use this to masturbate with." Oh, your scrotum, oh, that's your a scrotum, scrotum self repair guy. Maybe that yeah. was a New York, New England Journal of Medicine. Yeah, it wasn't a belt sander. It was a can. It was a canvas drive belt on a machine. Ah, uh. and he was masturbating against it, and then he lost a uh, his scrotum. His he lost like the skin around. He his, lost yeah, his uh, concentration. It like my finger that time I got it stuck yes, in the belt sander. Yes, and then he stapled it. It back got on. his. He got his uh, nutsack oh, caught in God. and ripped out his. <laughs> and he used industrial staplers, and they got infected. And they got infected. Yeah. So he literally ripped the skin off of his nutsack, and then. Recovered. His, Imagine his you know. I mean, being in that much pain. I guess the guy, guy had to be in shock because there's no way. Let's not forget you the have role that wherewithal that your drugs concerned. might be playing on this. Scenario. No, but yeah. you're, you're thinking. You're thinking. Oh, this is embarrassing. Right. That is the last thing I would be thinking. This is embarrassing. The last thing is I'm thinking is I got my balls ripped off. But this guy had enough wherewithal in it. The shame part of his brain overrode the pain part. Or have you ever given yourself a stitch before? I've given myself a I stitch. Did on my knee. Right. So because when when you like separate your skin that far, if you separate the nerve as well, you can't feel it. You really can't feel it if you yeah. give yourself a stitch. It's a good enough stitch. You can't feel it. So he probably lost all. Feel like the guy in feeling uh, in his nutsack. Who was the guy that in was it? dangling? Was that um the pan, Pan's Labyrinth? Did you ever see that no. Spanish movie? Okay, well he sews up his cheek. It gets cut open. This uh, Spanish major has this a captain major or something has this someone takes a knife. Puts a four-inch gash in the side of his mouth, and he sews it up himself. Yeah. And, Ouch. Or in uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh. Remember that, where yeah, he sews his... You. Yeah, where he yeah. sews his... Uh, the, the shotgun wound shot in, the in the knee. Leg. Yeah. yeah. I just, he had to go I just take saw everything that movie out. the other day. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing it to yourself, I think... I guess that's... I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a squeamish when it's mine. But someone else is, boo. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Nuts, I have so no idea. Enough. This is all oh, we get to this point. Let's get back to, uh, we need to get back to our other Okay, you said she wants to know what the pool, we cut, we satisfied the pool. We uh, satisfied the pool, pool list, rules. I think, maybe. But we do have to say hello to Joya. 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 Would you like to introduce Joya? Joya's Joya is, daughter. Uh, is my daughter and um, a new mom. Yeah. So Joya Jordan and baby Miles. Yes. And this is Joe's um, second daughter. Yes. So, yes. He has another daughter it's your as first, well. It's your, Jessica is uh, your oldest. The oldest. And uh-huh. then Joya. And uh, Joya just gave birth a few months ago. She did so, to yeah. the cutest baby. He's such a cutie. Yeah. So Joya is probably listening. Well, She'll oh, hello, eventually Joya. in the future. Yep, and, and future. we're sorry for the nutsack conversation, Joya. But you, with your humor, you'll get. Oh, yeah, well, you know, oh, the, the baby, the baby, child. She's I, heard worse. The I baby. Know. Well, how, how does she have any children 
older? No. This, no. Is, the first child? this is her first very child. first Oh, good. Baby. Then we can say all this stuff. Dude. If we say Please it. Please don't let your baby go upside down on the Who has a good ball sack? Yeah. Who has a good ball sack? keep miles away from any Sanders and his ball sack. Yeah. And, yeah. and a bucket. And buckets. And buckets. Buckets bad. Yeah. Buckets bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, She's going to be like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> She's like, I don't need warning labels. <laughs> Who, I mean, the, um, the, the, well, the same thing with the pellet guns and things like that. People get them. I told you about my relative, not my relative through marriage. He shot himself in the hand, oh. brother-in-law. With a gun gun or a pellet gun? With a gun. Ouch. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he says, <laughs> we're talking, I remember a couple... Uh, weeks later, I'm at the house. I'm looking. I go, okay, you know now not to, if you were drinking, not to put, bring out your gun to start cleaning your gun. So he goes, yeah. I said, well, where'd it go? He goes, where'd it what go? The bullet. Oh, it just went in the cabinet. It just went in the cabinet. Well, it just went in the cabinet. I said, where's the, where's the slug? So I said, well, it did not stop. You know, if you just have the hole, you have to, if you don't have the slug, it went someplace else. Yeah, where did it end up? Did it up? go through the wall into your neighbors or anything? Did you did you check any of that? And we're looking, and I'm looking through there. He says, well, they're, they're, here's the hole, and then there's a coffee pot right here. And I said, oh, I didn't hit the coffee pot. So it missed the, the glass, and it went through the plastic part of the coffee maker and out the back into the um, – because the glass didn't break. He didn't look behind that. It went through the plastic part and into the wall – uh, behind the cabinet where I assumed it is lodged because there's no hole on the other side. So I was just trying to explain it. I said, you were in the army. What do you, what do you think? It, it, it disintegrated? You know? I mean, the, uh, where do you that's where I always like the first thing whenever I, if I see a, a bullet uh, hole someplace, I like, I trace it. Where where did it go? Well, yeah, you got to. I don't where have to see too many. Yeah, like I've seen them in cars. You got to know where it ends up. You got to, if you know, answer the question: Did anyone else get hurt? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> not like it's a shotgun shell where you just have nine million BBs flying. Well, at they you. stop. They stop. What well, I mean, once they go through something, they don't. Some if they're thin, if it's a small enough medium, yes, it'll keep on going. But a bullet has a lot more. Uh, Directed capacity. Yeah. Of I put a gun in my daughter's hands when she was, I think, eleven. Yeah. So she's been. She's a good shot. She's a, a good shot. She's an excellent shot. Mm-hmm. She shoots better than I do. Yeah. Well, same daughter. This is Joy. I, I think the thing they worry about is is not <laughs> only that is this is the state of someone's that. state of someone's mind when they have it. You know what I mean? Because remember that guy Chris, whatever the guy they made that movie. Uh, American Sniper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what he decided to do. Whatever you view about the guy, I understand. But I question the wisdom to take people with PTSD to a shooting range if they have it from war. I don't get how that is is the best course of action, right? Yeah, especially if you're... You know, he was highly trained as a Navy SEAL, but maybe not so well trained in, in psychology. T- yeah, you don't take PTSD. And, um, yeah, it brings back your confidence. Some guys, I get know, his possibility if you're afraid of, if you, every time you see a gunshot and you go there and that, what, if that reduces the stress 
of hearing that? Yes. But some people, if that's the trigger, if that's the trigger, like for them to do something, I mean, everyone's reaction is different with PTSD. What is their thought process? I mean, like the, 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 the bullet, the bullet, yeah, the that bullet, was his the sound of bullet in the saddle, and you know, you can do this and restore yeah, confidence. A, bu- a bullet, a bullet, hearing the sound of a, a gunshot could incite you to shut down or incite you to freak out freak out and that's there's two different reactions it's completely different yeah it's a completely different reaction it's just like when you're talking to you see we see people all the time you get old enough and especially when you're in either in law enforcement or uh, service industry or anything you see people you're going to come across someone that's unstable and you're going to say something to somebody on some day that triggers something. And you've all had it, right? You've had it. I mean, you've had it especially. Oh, yeah. And then and now imagine sh- that person with a gun in their hand. Boom. Okay. Yeah, no. No, I no, thank you. So we... Um, what were, where were we at? Well, you this? were talking about the... Uh, but that's Chris guy with American... And- sniper guy but well, i mean i didn't no. i thought he was trying to like save lives did he not like or i said the... his, i know is in according to well the it was movie, for treating he was taking yeah, guys that the were intention PTSD, was oh. right but the to methodology the may have been a little bit okay not the best he was taking guys to the gun range yes mm-hmm. okay and then one of them freaked out and shot him and okay it's just like did the it gun, it's just like the gun uh, only? uh the, the, yes. uh, there was a guy at a gun range and they had um they said can um he had a machine pistol. He said, can my kid be trained to use the machine pistol? Can he fire the machine pistol? And the instructor said, yes. And the instructor, what happened? He gave a kid a machine pistol with underdeveloped muscles, and he killed the guy. Because on a machine pistol, you're, yeah, you may be able to control it if with one shot. You you got YouTube videos of people that can't handle guns, right? The way they fire them and they hold it away from them so the butt is away from them. Yeah, well, yeah, rifle, yep. And knocks them on their ass. A shotgun. You got to have that planted. You got to be leaning into it. You got to be ready to take it. You got to know what that feeling's like, right? Well, this kid had a machine pistol and you multiply every time when you fire it, it's walking up. It walks up and he walked it and the kid, the way kid controlled it, he spun right into the guy and uh, stitched him across. Killed him. That was everyone involved in that, except for the kid. Except for the kid was wrong. Yeah, Every, of course. Everyone, when people do that, everyone involved in that, except for the kid, and who got hurt the um, well, obviously the guy that was killed got hurt the most. But he's an adult. Should have fucking known not to put a machine pistol in someone's hand, right? Well, I would say not to put a machine pistol in a child's hands, but not to put one in anyone's hands without the proper pre-training. Well, even, I, I mean, that, that's up to the range instructor. You, you, you don't want to really stay next to them if you're going to do it. And you should maybe only give them like two. You give them a shot. Yeah. Give them one. You could put one round in it. You could put one round. It just won't repeat. You could put one or two or three. One, and you just show but them. But you got to be hovering over them like a cloud. I mean, when you're training someone to shoot a gun, who, who has one, no practical it, experience with a gun. If you squeeze it, if you, if it one round, you're pointing it down range, and you squeeze it, it's going to go down range. But there's no other bullet. There's no other bullet. It could kick out wherever right. you want. It could kick out. There's not anything going. That's 
I mean, that's for if you need to do that. But it's kind of ridiculous. It should be on a revolver first or any, you know, some. Yeah. You know, some. Yeah. When I bring double people action, to the range who have not shot before, you should have it. You have to be. You have to be present and on top of them because they have to. They should shoot a double action first, right? Before one, you you have to right. squeeze off. No, no semi-automatic, nothing. They, that is not the first experience you're going to have with it. And even with the, if you get something that's fully automatic, then you, you better be advanced. But um, I have, and it's horrible when you hear that stuff. And I'm not. I'm, I'm one of those waiting periods, guys. I think they should do background checks and stuff like that. Of course. You know, they, I agree. Yeah, so that's, that's the main thing. Background checks and uh, mental health should be a criteria uh, and certainly should be factored in for uh, the purchase of a we- uh, weapon. If someone has, I'm sorry, if you have a domestic violence charge against you, you don't get it. No, you shouldn't get it because... Uh, of the recidivism in domestic violence cases, yep. uh, you should not have a weapon. In fact, a lot of domestic violence law requires the police to go into the home and remove weapons for at least a time and mm-hmm. a period. And you may, depending on the judge, lose them permanently. People get all um, angry that any in- infringement on rights is an infringement against all rights. And uh, that's just crazy. Yeah, well, listen, it, it, obviously these days, uh, Second Amendment's very touchy with some people. Everyone thinks that when you talk about regulating even in the slightest, most common sense oriented yeah. way, it means that the entire amendment is going in the trash can. And you can't reason with the unreasonable. I quit doing that a yeah. long time ago. You didn't have that. They didn't have automatic muskets back then. They say like this, if you were angry, if you're angry at someone... And you fire, you fire one shot and go, ooh, you motherfucker. And oh, then you have, had to go and take it. And you had, and you had to, to put your gunpowder in there. I forgot the ball. Put the ball in it. Oh, the powder. The powder. Oh, i got to yep. recharge the cloth. i got to put the little striking powder I have the it. answer to solving all of this that will piss every gun owner off. But it is a, a strict adherence to the constitutional language. You want a gun? You have to join, and every state must open up to membership. Anyone who wants to be part of the state militia, and then the state gets to Loophole. regulate the militia and decide what weapons you will have. Okay, the state. That's one. part of a well-regulated. You want to be specific and be a you know yeah constitutionalist. Until recently, there you until go. Re- That's what you recently get. in Switzerland, all the reservists uh, kept their. Um, their uh, sidearms. Uh, every uh, household weapons. has an assault rifle yeah. in it. Well, every reservist. Everyone is in the reserve. Well, no, everyone does reserve time. In, no, no, male. no. I mean, just like, it's kind of like Israel, too. They have, there are some waivers for it and stuff like that, believe it or not. Are bone spurs part of it? What? Bone spurs, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. It's funny. I'm not the one doing that first. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. bone sports and porn addiction. Do you have a firearm? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have it in safe. I have one. I have one. Uh, the last time I took it out, I went to. I was at the firing range just to see if my my eye was. I'm good at good at fifty feet and hitting somebody. Cool. Center mass. Papa has many. I think I freaked out the guy at the gun range the other day. Yeah. 
I put it. I put my target at the far end, as far as yeah. it would go. So it's like thirty yards at Kiffney's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there was a guy that had it at about seven yards, and he was just shooting a gun that he he brought in. You know, he's just he bought. He's using a target with five individual targets on the yeah. one sheet, right? And you do that so you can hone in your sights. Yeah. I have a target that's a blue man silhouette. Yeah. It's what we used on the department, except I have adhesive bullseye targets. And on the adhesive bullseye target, which covers a torso, because yeah. I believe in center mass, yeah. mm-hmm. it comes with a little adhesive dots that you can put over your bullet hole so you can reuse it over and over. Except I put the dot in the golden triangle, which is just below the nose, uh-huh. and the forehead. And I send this thing all the way at the end. <laughs> and I'm punching a hole in this target with my 45 and I figure I'm almost done but I haven't I haven't hit either of these dots all right let me load up one more magazine mm-hmm. so I load up one more magazine I punch a few holes and I'm counting my my shots and I know I got two shots left and it just, it just worked out this way. boom boom and I took out both holes at uh-huh. 30 yards yeah. with a, a with the government 45. And, uh, all right, so I, I was happy. You know, it's a test of confidence, long-range shot with a pistol. Yeah. And then I do what I always do. I bring the target back up, I pull it down, and I tear it up in pieces. I don't want anyone seeing my target. Right. Why? It's just, it's, just, it's just a thing. Wait. I do it for me. I don't do it for anyone else. So I tear it up. Well, yeah, I don't bring my targets back. No, but I like tear that, it up. But I mean, I don't. So, someone looks at your target. So the guy, when we went into the room, we got there at the same time. He was all friendly. Hey, man, how's it? Hey, that's you know, nice to see you. Hey, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leaving, not a word. He was just, <laughs> he was just staring at he me like, like I was an alien. Just hit both these targets, <laughs> and then he tore it up before he left. I, don't know, I was laughing. I, was, I think I that, it was that's funny. very impressive. I always had this thing. If someone, I mean, it should. Uh, I always think fifty feet is my, or or um, a little fifteen between fifteen and 20, 20 yards away, is. It's the maximum distance if I was going to be certain I was going to hit someone with a handgun. Right. For me, and and then after that it would be a rifle if I had a, you know, so, and that, that's doesn't, me. Doesn't a lot of that have to do with because like I have a baby gun, like I have a bodyguard. It's a three eighty. No, no, it's got, right. most of it's between tw- be below ten feet. But but ten like, feet, ten feet. Right. So you know, like, I mean, like, uh, going to a firing range, ten feet. <laughs> you you get ten feet, three to five yards. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't it really depend on that gun? Because like even Damon You mean stopping power or something? Well yeah, well and, and well, the dr- the accuracy and the drop the drop that will occur with the There's no power. drop. There's Not no drop. There's no drop at that. There's no drop. It's gonna be like a So a, would a you be just inch, as accurate inch? from thirty yards with oh. a three eighty oh, that wait, you would be really? gun at, at, uh, at, let's at thirty g- feet. Let's yes. give you some yes. with the old um the old pistols they used in colonial times, uh like Hamilton, those these were, you know, they were forty-four caliber, forty-one musket, caliber musket balls. Musket, musket balls. Yeah, and they did it. Uh, how many paces? Ten paces, twenty. So that ten paces in turn, so that two and a half feet, twenty-five, fifty feet away, and they were notoriously inaccurate. Notoriously inaccurate. They were smooth bore. Yeah, these these little oh, right guns. Right. If you just if you're here, it's here and here. You're going to hit wherever you. I mean that that's it. But that now it, 
like at this distance from that eyelet over here, and I'm pointing about uh, 25 feet away, getting a bullet through the eyelet. Then it starts taking some aiming and thing to go up there. But in between this distance, you're you're pretty good to go. But like putting a couple bullets in, someone stops them. <clears throat> Well, like Damon I mean, was saying, like, not, not everyone. Caliber-wise, though, oh. like, like obviously a forty-five m- m- would take somebody out in one shot. But he was like, "Your gun will stop somebody, but you well, got to keep hit shooting. Him. You got to keep him. shooting." Well, because it's small. actually a twenty-two. If you took a twenty-two and stuck it to the back of someone's head, well, yeah, but I'm not talking about. Like, what? If you took a twenty-two and, and hit someone in the torso, that little round bounces around, yeah, and just takes out your organs. So, well, I mean, but if you wanted to put him down right then, you know, oh. they, the, the, the well, mafia yeah, used yeah, it well, right there. They hit him right. They go up right behind there. talking about assassinations. Well, no, I know. <laughs> but if you're, about. I mean, if you put someone on the ground and, and then you put it, I know this is so Because don't you have to pay attention it's to so the, morbid. The well, we were talking about iguanas, okay, with pellet guns. Okay. And I'm not thinking, I saw a dead iguana in the street. I'm not, I'm so fucking not a killer. It's yeah, hard for me to shoot. you, though? Aren't I'm, I'm, I'm getting this thing. I got this thing. I love living things. I started having a problem. They had, what right? People say, why? Because they're invasive. We had this discussion before. Who's the most invasive creature in oh, the world? Oh, we are. Absolutely. Humans are. We're oh, not only cancer. invasive here. We'll go to another fucking planet. We're going to go to another planet. Cockroaches don't build spaceships. <laughs> They'll get on a spaceship. Okay, yeah, they didn't build it. We're building it. We're looking. We're going to go. We're looking up and saying we're consciously deciding we're going to go there. Nobody ever answered my question. Which was? God, you guys. What, about shooting somebody? No, it's getting morbid. All right, how about this? This is That wasn't morbid. It wasn't a morbid question. What was your question? My question was, when does distance actually affect the drop? Of the bullet. Depends on it's the gravity. Bullet. It's always gravity. I know, but how far? No, but it, gra- it depends how on the... How far do you it's, go? It, it, like, okay, but you're going to have it, if it... After it's a second, it's going to drop at... The, no, but you're great. Unless you're pointing in the air. Listen, you know it's 9.6 meters per second, right? Gravity. 9.6 meters per second. So if you fire a gun, right? However much powder it packs and the speed of it, in one second, if it's 9.6 meters above the ground in one second it's going to drop that distance to go into the ground and that's what you have so whatever the speed is out of the barrel so in three ten feet is not going to happen now from here to here from here to that red light over there there'll be a drop that's what i'm saying so from a distance of 30 yards will a 45 and a 380 it's a very short distance for the velocities. No, that not, that's not what much. I was asking. Negligible. Quarter, so quarter you inch. would only it depends. typically it depends on the the amount of charge that that bullet has, the weight of that bullet on on when that drop occurs. Okay, right. well, the weight because of the speed that is it's all the speed it has to do with the it's speed. velocity. So it's going to be the grain of the bullet, yeah, the amount of energy pushing it, and all you know. Every type of bullet's going to be different. So, so, so is it only like others. technically like the snipers that hour. have to worry about the distance? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, 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 you ever see them? You ever seen old? They have to worry about the curvature of the earth, and they got to worry about the well wind. The they got to worry about wind. Uh-huh. Windage. Windage is important when there's a wind coming out. Let's say uh, it's from um, the from the left, you have to compensate. You have to, to compensate. The right. Yeah, that's that's going to move. Right. The... But how far 
of a distance are we talking before you actually have to start using all those different calculations? Every bullet's different. Yeah. They got they got these things. They got flechettes. They have the uh, they have um, all different types of, of bullets. They got I'm a math nerd. I like to know these things. Oh. Well, the math like, you should yeah, know exactly then. Well, but this is why I'm look saying. It up, by the way, there are no, no. But if if they tell you the speed of the bullet, if they say this will go ra- downrange twelve hundred yards in one second, then about thirty feet is the amount of drop. That's going to be in a bullet. And that's why when they have the scopes, they got the gradient going up on it. And you see hash marks going up. And it'll tell you distance. And they take up the distance, 100, 150 yards, 200 yards, and it takes it up. So you elevate your gun to get it. To so compensate it, it keep, for the drop. Yeah, for the drop. Right. There's a, you can get them on your phone. They're interactive. You can put specifically like federal ammunition, 95 grain, 380. And it will tell you exactly what the speed of that bullet is, given the, and it will tell you the drop and where it occurs, and it'll give you the graph. But it really doesn't. It's That's a scope. Cool. It's a scope you want. The scope is going to adjust for that. You will make the appropriate adjustment yeah, yeah. using. You have, yeah, and they have these laser sighters that tell you the distance to target, and factor in the distance to the target. Now, without an anemometer knowing the wind, it's all for naught. If it's like here. There's virtually not. And sometimes, you know what they use the gauge for? Humidity. In dry, in drier air. Those are for pretty long shots. Yeah. A drier air is much better than more humid. What would be, like, the longest distance of a shot? I don't know that. I think there was a Russian guy. There was was always, like, they say, like, a mile and a half, two miles or something. I believe he was. Well, an American holds one of the records, and I believe an English sniper holds one that's almost or just over a mile and a half. Yeah. And that's an astounding distance um, when you think about it because that's where curvature of the earth comes in Mm -hmm. and the windage and the humidity, the wind, all of it. And a lot of that, you know, snipers, they have their spotters. And the spotters have to make these assessments on the go. Right. Wind, wind. Like how fast is your wind? How this and that. Hey, we want to have a second show. We're going to have to wrap this up. That was so cool. I know, but this is not really happy. No, it's coming. No more happy. No more sad. I just wanted to. Sad bullet shooting. We weren't talking about. Let's talk about about the sex store again. No, no, we'll get back to it. (laughs) Listen, it's in the Keys Bartender. It's one hour. One hour. We'll be back. We'll be back. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.